<laughs> oh, that's hot. That's hot. Hey everyone, my name is Sean Beatty and this is my podcast. Currently we're going through 21 days of prayer and fasting, so let's get after it. Hey everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome. I believe this is day 9 of 21 days of prayer and fasting. I've had all kinds of, (laughs) just along the way, I honestly have just struggled with the days. Pre-recording all this is uh, tricky because sometimes I'm doing three, four episodes in a day and then I'll go three or four days without doing one. Um, So I get it all screwed up. I'm recording this on MLK Day. That is day eight. And um, yeah, but my fast is going well. It's actually because I've been home a lot today. Um, I've come into the church to record this, but I've been home a lot and I've been really kind of it's been actually difficult today. So I've been praying a lot. And um, for me, I'm fasting food from sunup to sundown. So really, really till sundown. I don't eat in the morning uh, before sunup or anything like that. Um, but at sundown, around five-ish, I I get some food. And today, I've been really hungry. And there's I'm out, I was home most of the day today. And there's a cabinet full of food just next to me. And I really want it. <laughs> Um, but it's driven me to pray. And, um, I want to talk to you about today about praying for the lost. Um, so one of the things about this 21 days is there are some themes that that we're approaching. And today while you're praying, I want you to consider praying for People in your life that are lost, that don't know Jesus, or they've they're having their prodigal moment, prodigal moment, sorry, not prodigal, prodigal moment, and they've they've run running from God. And I I want you to focus on some of those people. But but here's really kind of your next step in your spiritual growth, too, is not just focus on praying for them, but asking the Lord, how can I help be a witness to them that they and what does that mean to be a witness well um you know if you were in a court of law and you were a witness you would testify right you would tell if you saw something happen you would you would tell of of what what was what you saw right so in many ways the way you live your life the way you, we talk the way we interact with lost people we can be a witness to who Jesus Christ is and to who Jesus Christ is in our life. It doesn't mean that you have to become a preacher. It doesn't mean you got to, you know, you get that kind of old school, like testify kind of thing. And um, really what it means to testify is just to talk about how God's made a big difference in your life. And I know um, these 21 days have made, a great difference in my life. And when people know you're fasting, um, and you're not supposed to brag about it anyway, any, any way, but like if you figured, if you've noticed people you're close with are catching it, 
um, if you're fasting something significant. And, um, you know, they're like, oh, hey, how come you didn't message me back on Instagram? You might be like, oh, I'm doing a social media fast right now. Um, and if they ask about it, boom, you're able to talk a little bit about the difference that Jesus has made in your life. Like, yeah, I, I'm doing this fast. I'm fasting social media. And in the time I would normally be on social media, I'm actually spending that time to pray and connect with, with God. And, you know, I'm a Christian and it's really made an incredible difference in my life. It's really been a helpful thing. That's witnessing. That's a, that's testifying. So, what I would encourage you to do today is to make a list of maybe five people that you know that are either far from God or um, don't know God at all, and um, make a list of those five people that are actually in your life. If you pick Aunt Betty who lives in Oklahoma and you see her once a year, that's probably, like, you can do that. You can do whatever you want. You're free to do whatever you want. But really what I'm challenging you to do is to pray for lost people in your life that your interaction would point them to Jesus. Now, here's what I've learned about praying for the lost. Um, I've never prayed for the lost, and then the next day they got saved. It's never worked that way for me. I wish it did. It'd be way, that'd be awesome, right? Um but that's just not how God has chosen to to do to do it. So, um, what really, when it, it comes down to it, it's almost like sowing seed, and you're just praying that God is organizing that person's life in a way that they're starting to think about God. They're starting to think about their soul. They're starting to think about spirituality. God's putting people. In, in, their, in their lives. Um, you know, one of the things I always pray for, my kids know the Lord and they're, they're doing great, but I always pray, like, God, please put Christian friends in their life, friends that are passionate about Jesus. Lord, please put, give them a spouse that loves Jesus. Prepare that person right now. Set them apart. Um, because I know the people around us affect us. We become who we're around. So when you're praying for the lost, pray that God would put believers all over their life. You know, you ever had that day where like you just knew God was trying to tell you something because certain things kept coming up or or a word kept popping up or, you know, j- just you knew that God was chasing you? That's what you want to pray for, that God would be doing that in their life. Um, another phrase I use when I'm praying for the lost is I'll say, Holy Spirit, please haunt their thoughts. And here, here's what I mean by that. Obviously, I don't want them like scared of God and woo, haunting, but really, um, and, and the Spirit knows, knows my heart, is when they go to bed at night and they have a sleepless night and they're staring at the ceiling, it's my prayer that the Holy Spirit of God would just enter into their thoughts and be drawing them and wooing them to God, there's this amazing thing in Scripture, how God directs human beings' hearts, but at the same time, human beings have a choice whether they'll choose God or not. How God is sovereign and can make it happen, but he's also allowed a choice, and I'm not fully sure how it works. There's Scripture to support both, but it's a tension we live in, and I know this, that I am chosen by God. Christ, 
I was chosen before the foundations of the earth to know him. But somehow along the way, I made this free choice to start believing and following in him. That's a powerful thing. I don't know how it works, but here's what I do know that the Bible says that God directs people's hearts. He directs the hearts of kings. He directs the hearts of rulers. He directs hearts, and he can do that for lost people in your life. So um, I've seen there's been different ways to do this, but some people they do, they call it top five at five. And at five o'clock every day, they pray for five people that they know that are in their life right now, that, that God would move in their life and God would give them an opportunity to, to pray for them. So I encourage you to go through your normal prayer. And then when you get to your supplication, you're asking for God, just lift those five people up. You don't have to spend a long time with them. You can, you could, you could plead, um, you could do all that. That's great. But um, just lift them up and get in the practice of praying for the loss. And then last, last thing, Look for opportunities. Look for opportunities to um, to be that person. You may be someone that brings them closer, but they don't make the decision yet, but you were a big influence in their life for that. Uh, you may be the person that gets to bring them across the line. You may be someone they look back in life and go, oh, God put that person in my life years ago so that today I could know him. You know, um, I always use an example of a woman that was in my wife's life before she got saved, and um, her name was Kim, and Kim was a teacher um, at a school in Vista, California, and she was a strong believer. She loved the Lord, and she went to a really good church, and um, every every week, they, you know, somehow... Kim would have some kind of conversation about something she did at church, someone she knew from church, uh, something she learned from church, um, never pushy about her spirituality, just that she went to church and it was a big part of her life. And then because she just lived her life in an upright manner, um, my wife Kelly wanted that. She wanted to really, um, she wanted to know God because of this person's life. And ironically, Kim never invited her to church. If she would have, she would have gone for sure. She would have gone with her. But she, you know, maybe Kim is like many of us. She was kind of chicken and didn't want to be pushy. But Kim missed out on the chance to see Kelly come to Christ um, by her invitation. And luckily enough, God had put Kim in her life. But also, um, God... Actually, that that relationship with Kim and just Kelly's circumstances in her life drove her to start looking for God. And she started going to churches on her own. And um, she ended up going to Daybreak Church in, in um, Carlsbad, California. And she gave her life to Christ. And the rest is history. You never know what kind of person you are. And I always wonder back if we could ever see um, Kim again. I don't even remember her last name. But um, if she would know... Um, just the influence she had on that woman's life and how, um, you know, she ended up marrying a pastor and really how God has used Kelly over the last 25 years since uh, back when she was teaching at that school. That's a powerful thing. But my guess is because Kim knew the Lord and she was a strong Christian, I met her after Kelly came to Christ. Um, She was also praying for Kelly and she was lifting Kelly up and God was organizing relationships, relationships, circumstances, 
moments haunting her thoughts and it drove her to him and she chose him. So guys, um, take this day, pray for some lost people in your life. Ask God to give you opportunities to be that witness and then go be the church. See you guys.